0: what's going on everybody welcome to the biblical athlete podcast where our sport is our ministry thanks for tuning in to today's episode my name is tony anderson i am the founder of tba and will be a host for this podcast for today's episode i have the opportunity of sitting down with will bancourt will is a collegiate wrestler going into his freshman year at the ohio state university In his career thus far, Will has gained a tremendous amount of success while being a part of the Puerto Rico National Wrestling Team, placing three times at the state tournament in high school and becoming a state champion as well. Will credits his success to Christ and strives to share the gospel through his platform as a way, as he calls it, to honor faith. Here's my conversation with Will Bancourt. Right, today I got Will Bancourt with me. i um, really excited about this. Uh, looking forward to hearing his story and everything. Uh, how you feeling Will? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm feeling pretty good man. Um glad to have you on. I'm really just uh, anxious to hear your story and everything that God has done in your life and uh, uh, praying it's a blessing to those who listen.
1: For sure. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Excited no to tell my story.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so before we get into everything, um, I actually open the question to all the guests. Uh, to you, what does it mean to be a biblical athlete?
1: Um, it means, um, for me, um, win or lose, I always have my faith in God. And, um, you know, I have the opportunity to go out and showcase my abilities and uh, my talent that God has given me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really humble in my win and losses. And I just know that um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have any of these oppor- great opportunities without um, him. So I just every day I pray that uh, just that I'm thankful to God. So I'm just thanking him and um, just to take advantage of every moment because I won't I know I won't get this back ever again. And I know he he he's giving me this
0: talent and opportunity for a reason. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. I love that, man. So uh, before we get into everything, um, kind of give us like a life summary. Of everything that you have done up until this point and then we'll just you know pick that story apart as we go so I started wrestling at a very young age my dad
1: was a wrestling coach in high school I believe I started wrestling when I was five and um my first two years I didn't have much success I maybe won like two or three matches then um after like my third year of wrestling I is when I started like taking it really seriously and Uh, started placing at the little pjw like pennsylvania kids' state Mm tournaments and just like starting to have fun with it and um just you know more invested in in my wrestling and started having early success but never would really win the big tournaments like states or uh, super 32 or some of the international tournaments and at that time in my life i I would say like I'd always believed in God, but I didn't really like go to church. I didn't go to youth group. I didn't really read, do devotions. Like none of that really didn't mm-hmm. really put my life into it at all. And um, just was uh I lived I lived in this town called uh, Conestoga Valley. Went there, lived there with my mom, and uh just was like we lived in this uh, little, like little apartment with me, and my sister, and my brother, and her only two bedrooms and um like just we were just like not in the best spot and um then uh we end up moving to Mannheim, um central and you know um i get introduced to i go to the Mannheim mat club there and i get introduced to um one of my best friends now his name's zach zemer yeah. and he he's someone who really uh influenced uh like christ into my life and like ever since then i have just took i just took off with it and um and just have been trying to help people even from my dad's wrestling club and try and post about it just how thankful I am for God and like what he's done in my life um and just like be a mentor for others in that aspect and just um that type of way so going into my freshman years when I really really took it like started taking advantage of uh like got like the uh opportunities that God has given me mm-hmm. but I, I but I'd say honestly, my senior year is when I like was a hundred percent like trusting in God, like not worry about the winning or losing, just yeah. going out there having fun having fun wrestling and like just know that like no matter when or lose, like God has a plan for me and like I shouldn't I shouldn't like if I lose a match I shouldn't be like as upset as I would have been in years
0: past.
1: Right. So really I started praying before my matches praying after my matches if and if i'd win i'd put my finger up to the sky Mm -hmm. um even if i would lose i put my finger up to the sky just like win or lose like i'm always gonna give the glory to god yeah like i I always tell myself that like before i step on the mat i'd listen to worship music before i go on the mat helps me calm down and get my thoughts going Mm -hmm. and just like um even like when i won my state semi-finals match um I was losing with, I literally got a reversal, which is two points. I was down by one point with two seconds left to win the match, and it was off of a crazy, crazy reversal that like shouldn't have happened at the state tournament because all these guys are elite. So mm-hmm. I, so my uncle passed away that week, mm-hmm. and I and I gave all that. I got interviewed right away after that match, and I was like, I gave all the glory to God there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even like. I was shocked. Like, yeah. like to be mm-hmm. honest. I should not have won that match if I'm gonna right. be a hundred percent honest with you. Yeah. But yeah, so my accomplishments, I've I'm three time state placer in high school. Uh, I'm a state champion. Uh I'm on the Puerto Rico national team. Um, and now I'm at Ohio State.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's uh, a great journey. Um yeah, I'm excited to, you know, continue to pick that apart as we go. So I want to back up a little bit. So um you started wrestling at at what age? Age five. Age five. So at that time, were you just focused on wrestling? Were you kind of back and forth between other sports, or were you, or was it something about wrestling that just drew you instantly?
1: It, I mean, my main sport was definitely wrestling, but I played football, I did gymnastics, and I did
0: baseball. Yeah. Okay. So what was it about wrestling that kind of you know separated everything else that you had going on to say? I can see myself doing this. I'm just going to focus on this later on.
1: Mhm. Well, I just I looked up to so many people as wrestlers, especially with my dad having a wrestling club. Mm-hmm. Um so like that was a main part of it, but also a big part of it was like you control your uh your basically your accomplishments like right. by how hard you work. It's not like how hard really your team works, it's like how hard you work, how bad do you want it, how bad like, what sacrifices are you willing to make?
0: Right, right. right. Um,
1: so, I, I just – that's what I really liked. I, I didn't – like, I liked being on a team, but, like, I liked going out there and knowing I did all the work and knowing I did everything I possibly could to to earn that win or to win a state title or something like that. I just, like, I'm really, really competitive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I don't know, wrestling just seemed to click. Like, I, I would have fun doing it. I, I was really competitive and, like –
0: yeah yeah that's a good point um I never thought about it like that but I guess like when you're in an individual sport you really can't blame anybody except for yourself you like I play basketball exactly. so basketball it's a team sport so you know if we lose I can say well so-and-so didn't do x y and z or so-and-so should have did this mm-hmm. or so. but so you can always you know push the blame on somebody else but in an in individual sport it's literally like you control your legacy with this like you can't depend on anybody to get wins and losses except for the amount of uh, preparation that you put into it. So that's that's definitely a good point. So one thing I want to ask, um so you mentioned how like growing up you didn't really have a relationship with Christ until you met your friend later on. So before that b- before you meeting your friend, like what was God to you at that time? Like 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 did you have you know like like were you familiar? Did you like your family go to church at all or it was just kind of like you know we're just good people and then you know and then later on you kind of found it
1: mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say like, i always believed in him and i would go to church here and there with, with my mom and my dad and stuff but like i uh like I, I wouldn't go to like to really like learn about god or anything like that i would just go just to go
0: yeah
1: and like like it was kind of like more like I had to be there because my my family's going. So that that's how it was before, and I and I also was at the age where I really didn't understand much of it. Right. So it was kind of hard for me to like put my faith into it, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. And what age was it that you um uh, met your uh your best friend now?
1: Uh, I believe I was about nine or ten years
0: old okay no, cool. was, yeah yeah so so kind of walking through that journey of meeting him and this the influence that he had on you to the point where you uh surrendered your life to christ and just you know mm-hmm. how that kind of like was like the foundation for you so kind of you know this is that whole process
1: okay yeah so like i uh i would go to this thing called uh it was like the speed and agility camp and he was there and it, it was just good because like uh I I had good friends at my old school, but like when I moved there, it was just like they're all my brothers. I could connect with them, and like right. it was just great. And they and this, uh, the family is the Zemers, and like mm-hmm. they uh they're they they like have like this business called like a supply where they like have their own like church on Sundays, and like like we would just go to their house and have like a little Bible study, and like uh, they would like invite me to tag along. Mm -hmm. and like try and introduce me to it but like not in a way where that like 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 trying to like kind of like telling me i have to do it you know what i mean but like kind of just like hey man like it's gonna be a fun time you can come over we're gonna read the bible talk about some stuff and like stuff like that so like really just starting off with like coming over for bible studies and like really reading and talking about it and then like starting to go to church more and then starting to go to youth group and then starting to help out at youth group and then like starting to be like a mentor and maybe even help out with FCA wrestling uh, this summer.
0: Mm, Man, I love that. Uh, And it's funny how, you know, sports can, you know, introduce us to many, you know, facets of life. Like if it wasn't for wrestling and, you know, going to the camps and all the things you went through, you probably, you know, you probably would have met God in another way, but that kind of opened the door for you to meet God. And I think that's the beauty about sports. Like they introduce us to many areas of life that will obviously help us moving forward. So, so you mentioned how early on, like when you were wrestling, you wasn't necessarily the best, Um, but what was kind of like that turning point for you to say? Cause I think like every, I think like every elite athlete, like, you know, we kind of all play, but then it's kind of like a light bulb hits and it's like, if I really take this thing seriously, I really can, you know, have a future with it. So, kind of, what was like that 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 light bulb moment for you to say, if I really, you know, commit myself to this to the sport, I can, you know, go really far with it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd say going into my seventh grade year, um, I would had I like had to sit down and talk with my dad, mm-hmm. um, because like the football team wanted me to go out and the baseball team wanted me to go out, and but I knew my I knew my talent like to get a scholarship was in wrestling. Right. And my dad told me he's like, you could be a you can be like a B plus wrestler, you could be a B plus football player and a B plus baseball player, or you could be a A plus wrestler and and not do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said and you know, it was really hard because I, I loved football a lot. And baseball I didn't really care too much about, but football was just like one of those things where it's like competitive and I and I like that. Right, and I had a bunch of friends on the team, so it was like even harder for me to stay no to that. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, he just kept it real with me, and uh, just uh, decided my seventh grade year just to focus on wrestling and um, just work hard in that, and you know, hopefully, earn that scholarship to my one of my dream schools. And
0: so that's what happened. Yeah, that's uh, I definitely can reason, I resonate with that as well. Um, at seventh grade, I was back and forth between football and basketball too and my dad sat me down to the same type of talk and was like you got to pick one because it was too hard for me to because you know how it is like once you commit to a sport it's like a year-round thing like it's no longer you know you do it during yeah. the season that's it but for me I would play basketball during basketball season then I would drop it and then play football during football season so I'm neglecting one of the other when it's time to pick it back up mm-hmm. again. And my development, like, was really behind because I haven't spent that much time on working on my game because I'm in another sport. So my dad's like, you got to pick one. So I picked basketball. And once I began to make it a year round thing, I would see tremendous growth in, in my game. Um, so 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 after that moment when you took the, you know, took the sport seriously, kind of like what was so like kind of like how did you like how did you see yourself? you know, moving forward? Like, 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 was your development like instant or do you have to keep working at it uh, to become who you are now? It definitely,
1: um, I definitely saw results right away. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like at big tor- bigger tournaments. Like I, I saw myself doing better, but uh, it wasn't like where I wanted to be. It definitely took time. And it, like, honestly, it took me from my seventh to my senior year of high school to really, like start having co- more like confidence myself like like say i'm wrestling like the number one guy in the country like mm-hmm. if i was like in 11th grade i'd be like oh i'm wrestling the the number one guy in the country like man this is gonna be a tough match i don't know if i can beat him senior year my mentality was like i don't care who i'm wrestling i don't care if he's the number one guy in the world i'm gonna step in the line i'm gonna beat him like yeah. i'm the best wrestler no one's going. i put in the work no one works as hard as me like that that's how it was and that's how it is now
0: i'm like going into college, mm-hmm. what I've I, I've always been curious about this because I know in when it comes to individual sports, the like like the requirement of confidence it's times ten compared to a team sport because like I said you can depend on people but when it comes to being mm-hmm. an individual in your sport it's literally all on you so how much confidence goes into a, uh, a an individual sport especially like a wrestler I'd say.
1: I'd say almost like 80% of it is, is being confident. Mm. Like it, it, it's a big thing. Like I, I'd say 80% is more like your mental game right. and the rest is like your technique and like uh your like strength. Mm-hmm. Um, So like, I, I mean, I know a bunch of wrestlers now who, who are, are really, really, really good, but they tell themselves that they can't be the best kids. So they're always, mm-hmm. they're always stuck at that little governor. They can't get past that. Right. And I, I keep telling them, you, you're better than how you're you're one of the best kids in the country you need to start acting like it and like they
0: they're slowly starting to get it but like it's a huge huge part of wrestling yeah how would you say that you prepare for that because it's not like you said like it's a mental thing so it's not necessarily it's not like you can go you know max out 300 like you can't just you know work on you know getting stronger like, how, like, how would you say that you gotten over that hump because you said that you know, at first you kind of did with this, but then going into your senior year, it was like I'm the best wrestler out here. So, kind of, how did you work through building up that self confidence?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I always had tell- me like people telling me that like I was the best kid in the country, and yeah. like we'd go watch this thing called Who's Number One, which would be the number one kid in the country versus the number two kid in the country, mm-hmm. and they would wrestle. And my dad said, like, "You're gonna be here someday," and mm-hmm. I and I straight up told him I was like, "No, I'm not. I was like, I'm not that good." Mm-hmm. And he's like, he actually got mad at me for saying that. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, you beat kids who are like ranked really high in the country right now. And you probably don't even know it because mm-hmm. like, if I don't know somebody's name, then I just go out there and I don't care who I'm messing. But if I know somebody's, or if I used to know somebody's name and I'd go out there and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's so good. And I, I'd lose. Them. I was already defeated before I stepped on out on the mat. Mm-hmm. So like more just like, like my dad, like, and, and my people close to me just telling me like you work so hard like you bust your butt you overcome so much to get to this point you can't let your head like ruin like these moments for you mm-hmm. and really just i i started having confidence in myself after like talking with the people closest to me and then like it kind of really just took off and like really the confidence honestly was a big part of it was from not like christ because like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like he, he's obviously uh, given me this talent for a reason. Like I keep saying, like I just can't stress it enough. Like it, you have to take advantage of the opportunities he's given you. He doesn't
0: just put it there for, for no reason. Right. That's a, yeah. I I love that. Definitely. Um. When it comes to you know us as biblical athletes, we believe, we we know that our confidence doesn't come from ourself or our abilities, but it definitely comes from him that knowing he's out there with us, that gives us the, the mm-hmm. extra, you know, the extra, you know, I guess strength or power, however you want to, you know, define it, to go out there and do what we do. Um, so kind of so so still still saying what high school, um did you always like how how can I say it? I'll say it, I'll, okay, I'll say it like this. So in high school. Once you had already set up uh, Christ in your life uh, as your Lord and Savior, was that kind of like an instant thing? Like, okay, I'm I'm serious about this thing and I'm going to, you know, you know, make that transformation or did you kind of have to work through some, you know, some habits and some, you know, things that you had probably, you know, had going on early on or once you, you know, made that decision, was it like, okay, this is what it is and this is who I am from now on? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I definitely had to work through some things. Um you're saying like um like when I fully like in yeah. my life. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I de- I definitely had to work on some things. Uh like I i used to lie to the people closest to me. Mm-hmm. Um just because I I would be afraid of the reaction and uh I don't know, I, I'm not gonna make excuse for it, but like I, it was just I, I hate to disappoint people so like I would tend to lie to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh so like that that was a big thing for me and um I'm not gonna lie about that and just like some of the decisions I was making um by the people I was surrounding myself with like I I, it was it it definitely I had to overcome a lot to to fully like be devoted to it yeah but um like once I did I saw results instantly like and like yeah I I, yeah yeah for sure
0: Um, I want to ask this because I because I know for me and everybody else I have had on the podcast, we kind of all had this, you know, kind of like this um this 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 change in our uh, in our mindset once we give our life to Christ and we're now presented with our sport again. So it's like once you kind of had this, I guess this gospel perspective. How did you see you know your sport moving forward? Like, did you see it as a way? You know, to glorify God, or was that something? Because I know you walk like that now, but was that kind of like something that you mm-hmm. seen at the time? that, Okay, this can be, you know, a tool, or was it kind of separate for you early on? Like once you kind of, you know, made that decision. Once I made the decision, I, I
1: definitely seen it as a as a way I could glorify God, but I wasn't I wasn't really doing it, mm. and I also wasn't really seeing the, the results. Like I would do it here and there, and expect to see results but then like, my, like my friends, I love, I love my friends because they'll always keep it like 100 with me. Like just be a hundred percent honest with me mm-hmm. and tell me if I'm not doing anything right. So, you know, they, they told me that I need to do better. And if I'm going to take this seriously, I need to be a hundred percent in not 50%. Mm. So once uh, then I, I, t- I know when my, when my best friends tell me that that I need, I need to do that. So, cool. um, so I ended up just like, being 100% invested in that and and now I go to practice and I look at it as like like I'm super excited and it's fun it's not like a job for me it's not like oh I I have a practice tomorrow like it's like oh nice I get to wake up and go to practice and and um like help all these kids out and you know use that
0: as a way to glorify God you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um I want to ask this so so with you wrestling through college, kind of like how was like as you began to become more, you know, prominent and, you know, you would get all these titles and uh, all these accomplishments. Did you have Ohio State already on your radar or was that something that kind of came later on and you made the decision or was that kind of like a dream school for you um, early on?
1: Um, honestly, it wasn't really on my radar until. Like my, like my last week until my recruiting process. Oh wow! I'm um, like I I was about to commit somewhere. I was about to commit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was getting recruited by uh, Oklahoma, Purdue, um Rutgers, like uh, a lot of like Big Ten, Big Twelve schools. Yeah, and uh, Nebraska, like those type of schools. And um, like I was at uh, it was really early in the morning. I'm at this wrestling tournament helping coach uh these high school kids. And, and I get a text from uh, Coach Ryan, which is the Ohio State coach now, and he's like, "Hey, Will, I know you're near uh, coming near your uh, end of the process. I would like to get you on the phone and talk about uh, you becoming a Buckeye." Mm. So I was like, "Oh crap!" I was literally <laughs> about to make my decision, like in a few days. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. So um, I ended up uh, getting on a Zoom with him and uh, one of the other coaches, and just everything they're telling me, like, faith-wise, I haven't seen it from any other program. And mm. uh, just, like, I, he's telling me how he, like, they do, he helps out with, um, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, basically, like, a FCA thing at Ohio State, and he helps run that, and how he does, like, uh one-on-one bible studies uh if you if you want to do that and how um the leaders on the team are big like followers of christ and um mm-hmm. like how we, like the surrounding is like you're going to become a good person you're going to be a follower of christ and you're going to become a great wrestler and you're guaranteed to graduate with a job so i'm like <laughs> man i gotta come see this for myself so right. I, I go drive up to columbus literally the next day and um I, lo- I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with the team. And I fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with everything about it. And I knew I couldn't, I couldn't waste that opportunity. I knew that like, God put that in my life at the perfect timing and for the right reasons. So yeah, I, I ended up committing there. And, you know, it, it's, I haven't, that was definitely
0: a decision that like I'm 120% sure. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I love that, man. Like I said, I'm from Columbus as well. So uh, glad to have you down here with us, man. So, uh, (laughs) um, I want to, I want to ask, I want to ask this next. So when I see you, you, you are very, like, you're very outspoken with your faith. You're very, like anybody who sees you, like they see you point to the sky. They see the passion that you have. They see everything that you, like you wear your heart on your sleeve and we can all see God in you. So for you, how is it being an outspoken Christian, you know, especially with, you know this the world that we live in today when it's so much skepticism and is this and is that like how like how do you personally you know uh you know handle that and you know like is there persecution that comes with that is there mm-hmm. pressure to you know uphold this you know how people may see you as a self-righteous person or every case may be like how do you personally you know balance that
1: mm-hmm. well to start, once I started taking this really seriously, um, I lost a lot of friends. Wow. Uh, d- not that they don't believe in him, not that they don't believe in them at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like I started I started to just, you know, make the right decisions and like, would God really want me doing this? Like, is this what he brought me here for? Yeah. Probably not. So I probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. So like, I- I'd stop hanging out with those friends. And like, even if I would invite those friends to like a Bible study, they're like, they wouldn't come like they would tell me they would want to come but then when it comes down to it they wouldn't they wouldn't so um honestly I lost a lot of some like my best friends um doing this but um you know you really find out who the real ones are um like during that process and like honestly I kind of I kind of my mindset is like I don't really care what people really think of me um except for the people closest to me because like um like, I know that I'm doing the right thing for myself and for God. So, like, if they're going to – if they're not going to support me on that, then that's their loss. They're, they'll uh, – I hope that they'll find their way. But I, I found my way, and I'm not going to let that affect my life now.
0: So Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it just comes with it, man. It's like you, you make that decision. It's like the people that you once connected with, you're no longer in that same space. So, it's it's like it's nothing against them. It's just where you are now is, is not – you know, where you once was. So it's like, it's really nothing really to talk about. It's nothing really to, you know, even, you know, like discuss because it's like who I once was and not, that's not me anymore. So I definitely can relate to that as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so dealing with all the success that you have had, you, you know, committing to, you know, a, a great wrestling program in Ohio State, you, you know, wrestle some of the top, you know, wrestlers in the world, you've, you know, uh, the Puerto Rican national team, all the things that you have done up until this point, how do you personally, uh, handle the success that comes with it?
1: hmm Um, you know, I don't even like, honestly, I'm just, I'm really blessed that I'm having this success, but, um, I'm nowhere near like where I, I want to be as a, as a wrestler, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be a multiple time national champion and, uh, at least a four time all American and help my team win a team title, Mm -hmm. um, to start. And then I would like to, um, you know, make an Olympic team and, uh, compete at the Olympics and hopefully earn a medal there. Um, and even after I'm done competing, I'd like to hopefully take over a division one wrestling program and, you know, uh, create a, create, um, a national championship team there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, just kind of telling myself that, uh, you know, it's awesome that I'm having this success, but, uh, we gotta keep grinding and um keep taking advantage of what God has given me and uh you know don't waste any time. So if I if I win a tournament on a Saturday, I'm right back in the room Monday, uh mm. grinding.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of times when people they have they have success, they get comfortable and then they, you know, they end up falling off or whatever the case may be. But you know, what you're pretty much saying is like, you know. you know, the success is good, but where I, like where I am now, is nowhere near where I want to be. So there's really no time to just, you know, relax. So I love that, that focus that you have. Um, I know that that separates a lot of guys, you know, they make it to one level and okay, you know, okay, fine. I'm good. I can relax. But no, like you said, like after you win, I'm right back in the gym the next day, ready to get after. So I definitely, you know, commend that perspective as well. So along those same lines of success, how do you personally deal with because we obviously know in sports, we don't win every game. We don't win every match. We don't, you know, every uh, every day isn't going to be perfect. How do you balance the the wins, the losses, the highs, the lows? Um, I know I had Nate Tomasello on. Uh, he said he had six injuries, like well, six surgeries. So how do you, like, deal with the up and downs that we as athletes deal with? You uh-huh. know, because it's never like a straight shot to the top. It's always up and down and, you know, go like that. Mm.
1: For sure, I have a good one for this one actually. So my senior year is when I definitely uh experienced my the most adversity. And mm. um that was the year I want to say title. So um I got hurt at the beginning of the year, but I was I was wrestling it through an injury. I tore my meniscus in my left knee mm. and my knee would just lock up lock up in the middle of the match. So I'd be wrestling with a locked knee with a big knee knee brace and a knee pad wow. and like I was told that I'm gonna need surgery, or I'm probably not gonna be able to wrestle postseason. Mm. So I get this surgery, and I get it removed. And five days later, after my surgery, I'm wrestling at a tournament. Um, I ended up winning, but I, I I was like nowhere near I was before the surgery. So like you know, I I this was a part where I, it was really hard for me. Um, this kid that I always would beat by either 15 points or I would pin him. Um, I only beat him by like seven. Mm. and um i like go out in the hallway and i'm just like really upset and like just honestly i'm like crying because i'm like i'm not gonna accomplish my dream this year Mm. like this is gonna be like any other season like i I don't know what to do and my coaches are like like you're a man of faith what are you talking about man like Mm. you gotta you gotta keep that faith you're five days out of a surgery you still have the anesthesia and you you're not even like near healthy like what are you what are you talking about you just won this tournament on a on a surgery knee mm-hmm. you know and like I was like yeah what am I what am I talking about like I kind of forgot that I had surgery yeah yeah, yeah. so like um that that year I was just trying to wrestle and also trying like get my knee healthy and then my dog died that I've had since I was like five years old Wow. so like that was hard and then yeah. uh, the week of states my uncle who literally comes to every tournament uh passed away so that was just Man. like it, it that tore me and my family apart so it was like oh right. and then the monday before states i was i was really really sick i couldn't get out of bed and i was 17 pounds over and i had to make weight thursday so right. it was like all this stuff was happening i feel i felt like at the worst time but i either i talked to my dad and he's like you can you can be out of the tournament you can you can throw the towel in or you could uh choose to like um honor this tournament to your uncle and I'll uh, just keep trusting in God. And he's like, I think, I think this is happening all for a reason. And you, like, like you trust God. So like, why would you stop doing that right now? So, mm-hmm. you know, I went into that tournament just trusting God and um, trusting my uncle and, um, I, and I ended up winning a state title, which was my dream since I was literally five years old. So, um, you know, that was definitely hard and definitely balancing that was, uh, definitely hard like like i said like that's just mental right there that's mentality mm-hmm. that you that you need to push through it like god god's god's got you here for a reason and all this is happening for a reason so um, i think he was definitely testing my faith right there to
0: mm-hmm. to
1: see if i'm really taking this 100
0: serious or if i'm just you know halfway doing it again for sure i mean I, I i can hear that over and over again i, I love that i think as much as it is uncomfortable when we go through those those dark moments, the the moments of isolation, the moments of disappointment, it's so necessary. Because I know for me, like when I like going through it, it doesn't feel good at all. I'm like you obviously, like you just went through it. Like you, you like you can say the same. But coming out of it, it's like you gained yeah. so much insight, so much wisdom, so much revelation. So I want to ask, coming out of that season. What is the biggest thing or the, or the biggest things that you that you learn about yourself, about God, about wrestling, like all the things that you, you know, you do? Like, what's the biggest thing that you that you pull from that looking back at it now?
1: What I took away from it was if you're 100 percent fully invested in what's God doing, what, what God is doing for your life then um you will definitely see results on the mat or in the sport that you're doing or out, out of the sport that you're doing, whether it's um, winning championships in your sport or like helping kids who are in need uh, or who need the Lord in, in their life, like in your community. So um I, I'd say a lot of people look at, look up to me a lot now, not just for my wrestling, which it what it was before, but as my faith and just like as a person, like I hold myself to a high standard and I'm always willing to, to help others um with their with anything really, especially their faith.
0: Yeah, for sure. I bet you feel strong coming out of that as well, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I wanna I wanna ask this because I, I think it's um it's a question that we may think about in the back of my mind, but not not as much as we, you know, probably should. But I we want to ask you because you're a person who um you're in a sport that requires, you know, you being out there by yourself. And I asked Nate the same thing when he was on because I think it's a, I think it's a very unique question especially when you're in the individual sport. So with you being a wrestler how like and you being a highly competitive guy how does that kind of you know like like how do you wrestle how do you like like how are you competitive how do you wrestle when it comes to you being a Christian as well because a lot of times it may be difficult I would imagine for you know, being in such, not necessarily violent, but, you know, just not like a natural sport, Like yeah. you know, like being, it's out a, it's a brutal mat. sport. Yeah. So yeah, a brutal sport. So how, so how do you go out there and wrestle, like you say, brutally, and you still have these Christian convictions that may say, you know, love your neighbor as yourself and, you know, all these type of things that we deal with, like, how do you have the perspective to go out here to wrestle for the glory of God as well, but being such in a, me is such a brutal sport at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a really good
1: question. Um, I mean, I'd say, you know, I'm not going out there and, and, and being like, uh, like I'm not going out there and like going out there and thinking like, Oh, I'm going to go out there and hurt the guy or just like, right. mm-hmm. like be mean to the guy. Like I'm still, I'm still a good person. And I, and I tell myself that, that um like, I'm, I'm still going to, honor God and I'm not gonna go out there and like I'm not thinking like I'm gonna go out and hurt this kid Mm -hmm. like I'm going out there and just I'm gonna do what I've been doing uh keep working my butt off like I've worked my butt off for this moment just go out there and have fun it's not like I'm going out there to like go hurt somebody or like oh I'm gonna beat the crap out of this kid like Mm -hmm, no like I'm going out there to you know have fun do what I love while representing God because he gave me this opportunity he didn't give me this opportunity to hurt kids or to be to be mean with it he Uh just gave me this opportunity to have fun and take advantage and like showcase my abilities while honoring god and how like you you are able to do that you aren't like and you know you aren't invincible either like you're gonna lose you're gonna you're gonna learn you're gonna overcome adversity it's not it's not just rest like a lot of people see wrestling as like you you have to be really mean you have to you don't though like you right you just have to work hard in the room and and have fun with it and you will have so much success Mm -hmm. but um that's a lot what a lot of people don't understand is that they think that the their kid their kid has to be a mean kid their kid has to go out there acting like they're gonna
0: like kill the kid basically like Mm -hmm. no not at all (laughs) you just so yeah now, that's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you said it like that because I think the big, I know for me when it comes to competition, I always look at the intention or the heart behind why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's like you said, like, I'm not going out there with the intention. I'm, I'm gonna break this guy's leg. Like that's not my intention. My intention to go out here is do what I've been trained to do and try to win the match. That in no way is, mm-hmm. is not, you know, like that, that in no way is not um, honoring God. Like that's definitely something that God will call you to do. Like God doesn't call us to be, you know, mediocre. You know, He wants us to give our best. You know what I'm saying? So for you to say, like, mm-hmm. you know, my intention yeah. isn't to go out here and just, you know, you know, now the guy, but it's to go out here and try to win the match. You know, like that's a very biblical thing. And I think a lot of times when, like, when we are mixing faith with sports, a lot of people don't really understand that the two can coexist. You know, like, you know, like you can be in mm-hmm. these in these sports and and do that, like, like you said, like, you don't have to go out there with the intention of, I'm just going to rip the guy's eyes out, like, nah, you can go out there and still win without doing those things, but at the same time, that still doesn't mean that you're, you know, that you're soft either, like, you know, like, you can be a Christian and still, you know, be an aggressive guy, you know, and I, and I know, you know, seeing guys like you and all the the wrestlers that I've come across with, like, you know, you guys are, you know, powerful men, and that doesn't mean that you're soft because Mm -hmm. you say you love God, but it's like, no, like, A godly man knows how to control his emotion, but still knows how to rise to the occasion. So I see that with all you guys. I'm glad you broke it down that way, you know, to clear things up, because a lot of people don't really understand how the two can, you know, live in the same space. So uh, one thing I want to ask before I Mm -hmm. let you go, you mentioned already um, in terms of your future plans with sport, uh, with with wrestling and things like that. But when it comes to, um, you know, the future and everything, when it comes uh, to your sport and everything, what is the biggest thing that you want to leave behind with the game of wrestling? Like, what are people like, what do you want people to say about you? You know, when, you know, when the time is up for you to, you know, I guess, walk off the mat or, or have you would say it.
1: Mm-hmm. I want people to look at me and say, you know, that, that kid gave it his all. Um, mm-hmm. That kid was not only a great wrestler, but he was a great person. And, you know, he helped his community out in every single way. Uh, while honoring faith I, I want that to be the key, key part while honoring faith For sure. like while honoring faith he was a great wrestler while honoring faith he was a great person while honoring faith he was helping his community out mm. so you know i just want people to look 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 back at my legacy someday and just um be proud of the person i am and you know be someone that they talk about in the next generation like you want to be this type of wrestler you don't want to be like uh like a, th- that type of wrestler, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, like another type of wrestler, like a mean wrestler or someone who is unholy or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just want to, I want to leave a, a legacy of, of faith in everything that I do. And, um, just hope that I impacted a lot of people's lives.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I can say from afar, you definitely are already doing those things as well. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely pulling for you. I'm glad that you're you know, you're a Buckeye now, Uh, you know, I definitely, if if I'm able, I'm going to, you know, come out to your matches, you know, and things like that and connect with you when you get down here. Um, But like, um, but yeah, man, again, thank you for taking time out your day to, you know, come down and sit down with me a little bit. This has been uh, a very, very edifying conversation. I'm glad to, you know, have you on. Uh, This was a true blessing to me. And I know the listeners will be blessed as well. So uh, Will, man, thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, just have a blessed uh, year, and hopefully, uh, we maybe we can get up, uh, get some coffee or something down in Columbus.
0: Oh, definitely, man. I'm, I'm with it. Well, that wraps it up for another episode. I pray that you are blessed by today's conversation. Make sure that you rate and subscribe to this podcast in order to be notified from the episodes. If this podcast bless you in any way, pass along to anyone you believe will be encouraged by it. To stay in the loop on all things TBA, visit TheBiblicalAthlete.com or on Instagram at TheBiblicalAthlete as well. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. God bless.